Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on August 6th, 2021. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce has been serving the community since 1941. It is an association of businesses, other entities, and individuals organized to encourage a strong local economy and quality of life by promoting commerce, sound government, and an informed membership and community. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. This is what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? Good morning, Joe. I am fabulous. It's Friday. Good, productive week, and I am ready for the weekend. How about you? (laughs) I have, uh, as well, had a very productive week. It's been strange. I got back from from Chicago last week, and, and I'm just continuing the conversations with my family. It was an amazing experience. And so, uh, yeah, great week. Great week. Wonderful. Back from travel. Yep. Well, yes. um, I just want to start with the big news. I'm not going to start like – actually, okay, yeah. you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll warm it up just a little bit um, in the same <laughs> genre of talk. Uh, last weekend was – the yeah. annual International Surf Festival, which takes over the entire South Bay, you know, with volleyball. Right. There's your cue. Um, right. Paddle, swim, all lifeguard competitions, all sorts of amazing sporting events um, from Dockweiler Beach all the way down to Torrance Beach. And the public gets to come out right. um, and participate and also watch. And um, it really is a fantastic right. time every single year. So happy, except for last year, it didn't happen. Uh, so, so happy that um, the International Surf Festival returned this year, and everybody was able to partake and enjoy outdoors and mm-hmm. the healthy atmosphere. Um, the annual six-man volleyball tournament returned, and there was all sorts of fun, crazy, wacky play down um, at the Manhattan Beach Pier. Love the costumes. Love the spirit, and um, one of the old-timer teams, you know, won the men's division. Um, it's amazing, you know, those guys. They do bring in some younger, you know, uh, players, but they know what they're doing. They know how to outfox, um, you know, the younger teams. So very exciting to see. And it, so that's my transition into there's a lot of volleyball happening, and there's some really big, exciting news. Um, uh, in the volleyball community that is spilling over into the entire volleyball. community of Manhattan Beach. Mm-hmm. Isn't, Would you isn't like me to tell you what it was? Isn't an Olympic sport? Isn't volleyball oh, an Olympic goodness. sport? <laughs> you know where I'm going. It is an Olympic sport. There is <laughs> indoor. There is indoor volleyball, and there is outdoor yes. beach volleyball. Um, you know, team yeah. versus, well, team, two-man team versus, like, the you know, larger five-man team, right? And um, right. last night, last night, oh, we are bringing gold back to Manhattan Beach. Um, April Ross, who is from Costa Mesa, oh. and Alex Kleinman, who is from Manhattan Beach. She grew up in Manhattan Beach, um, won the gold in the beach volleyball. They defeated Australia in a, in a fantastic match. Um, so Alex Kleinman and April Roth are gold medalists in outdoor uh, beach volleyball. Yeah. And that gold is coming back to this area so, so 
proud of them. Yeah. All the all the Olympians, all of them. But very exciting for the volleyball yeah. community and the beach volleyball community, which is huge in Manhattan Beach, and to have a you know gold medal yes. Olympian that was raised here and attended you know Miracosta and all of our schools um, is just really um, fantastic. So big shout out to those. Right. Um, right. Phenomenal women, Abel Ross and Alex Kleiman, and really all of Team USA. You know, they have other people that practice with them and train them, and it's not just the two of them. But interesting point, you know, Alex Kleiman was an indoor player, and she mm-hmm. played at Miracosta, was a superstar. She went on to play at Stanford um, and, you know, shined and excelled at Stanford, played indoor, you know, all over the world. Um, a lot of times when they're at that level, you know, they play – um, all over the place, and um, I think it was about two, three years ago that April um, and Alex kind of met and collided at Stagecoach and started having a conversation about the Olympics, and um, Alex was an indoor player, and April convinced her, you know, to go outside and and play beach and to be her partner, mm. and look look what just happened last night, gold. So April Ross is a uh, bronze <laughs> silver and gold medalist in beach volleyball. So happy for both of them and, and their families and everybody around them. We all know to raise a child, you know, is an endeavor. Um, to raise an athlete um, takes a lot of commitment, you know, by the family and the parents and the siblings, you know, and uh, to raise a child um, that is goes on to Olympics or highly competitive, um, you know, it just – it takes a lot. It, it takes a lot of support and endurance um, from the entire support system. So big shout out to the Kleinman family, to Alex, uh, to April and her family and everybody yeah. else. Uh, very, very exciting. Right. Have you ever Fantastic. played beach volleyball? Yay. Joe, Joe have you ever uh, played beach volleyball? I've watched a lot. I've watched <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched hundreds so you know of the hours. world. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, I love it. Um, anyway, super exciting. Uh, excited for, you know, last weekend for sports to return to the area. Excited for all the Olympians out there. Mm-hmm. It is fun to watch them. Uh, and, boy, are they competing over there in just grueling heat, um, you know, in, in humidity, and not to mention they had to wait an extra year, which, you know, some people would say that just gave them an extra year of training. But um, anyways, um, very, very excited for all of that. So we have another big celebration coming up next week, um, completely different. But, however, um, this place does have a bird's eye view of the pier and those beach volleyball courts that, um, six man maybe P are played on um, the Strand House restaurant one of our favorite places with stunning ocean views right. all year round um, is celebrating their 10th anniversary can you believe that um, our friend Michael <laughs> in the Business Group yeah. Strand House 10th anniversary of those stunning ocean views and they have a new executive chef Craig Hobson, to, um, that's helped to create a new menu and taking over. Uh, former chef Austin Cobb, who helped win the Best of Manhattan Award two years ago, um, has moved on to um, a, a venture in Costa Rica, opening up a restaurant down there um, with a longtime friend. And mm. the Strand House has remodeled, reopened, and brought back um, a, a new chef, Craig Hobson, to celebrate. So next Thursday, August 12th, um, we are going to do a ribbon cutting at 5.30 to celebrate. And then from 6 to 9 p.m., um, people are welcome to come out and enjoy downstairs the Strand Bar, um, enjoy a cocktail, some hors d'oeuvres that will be new creations by the chef, um, or make a reservation for a table upstairs in the main dining room um, for a 10-item tasting menu. Um, going to be amazing. We know the food will be insane. Um, it will be a, a lot of fun to see people and get out and celebrate them. So 10 years of the Strand House. If right. you want to make a 10-item a tasting menu, menu, sit down type of um, <laughs> reservation, please, um, you know, go uh, call the Strand House and make that in, way in advance. Otherwise, 
you're welcome downstairs, right. uh, open to the public, right. in the Strand Bar. So super excited about all of that. Um, love the fact that restaurants are surviving and, you know, um, doing new exciting things. So uh, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, while we do that, gosh, this darn Delta variant is really wreaking havoc, you know, on a lot of people and right. um, and a lot of businesses right. again. and. Um, it's kind of that unknown, and uh, gosh, we need people to get vaccinated. Um, back, the vaccination is the key, and it's not foolproof, of course. I think it's like 1.8% of the cases coming in right now. Um, uh, people have been vaccinated, but 1% is, is not a bad ratio. Um, and so the majority of the other cases obviously mm. are um, people who have not been vaccinated, and they're getting really, really ill. Um, the ones that are vaccinated aren't. Well, let's put, you know. Um, yes, let's mm-hmm. let's put Go it ahead. in perspective. Under two percent of the new cases mm-hmm. are in people that are previously vaccinated, but the vaccinated mm-hmm. people are not dying. The vaccinated right. people are not dying. Mm-hmm. We have to get this I under know. control. We do, and we really need people to get vaccinated. And we need people who are vaccinated to help those who are not vaccinated um, to understand the importance to overcome that fear. If they need access, access is there. We can get people, you know, to a vaccination site, or sometimes they come straight to you. Um, So that is the key. And as you know, I'm uh, really anticipating uh, the importance, you know, as kids go back to school, kids 12 and up can get vaccinated. Um, please get your kids vaccinated mm-hmm. so when they go back to school in a few weeks, they are safe also. Um, some, you know, areas in Northern California, other parts of the country are already going back to school, but um, that is just weeks away. Summer is, you know, over halfway gone, and um, those kiddos and teachers, everybody is, um, you know, kind of, going to be at risk if they're not vaccinated so we need people to do that and um, keep our kids our teachers and the public safe so that's what I've right. got for you today Joe there's a lot of other things happening uh, I went to my first indoor event last weekend with Michael's Learning Place um, it was a full room of 300 yes. people at the Westriff Hotel super fun uh, raising money and celebrating feel? Michael's Learning Place it, you know what? It felt fine. You walked in, everybody, in, to check in the lobby. Everybody had a mask on um, as people started, you know, um, uh, getting a beverage. Some people, you know, took their mask off or they just took it down as they drank their beverage. When we walked into the ballroom, <clears throat> sat down, there was facial coverings uh, courtesy of Michael's on the table settings. Uh, they encouraged everybody to keep their mask on. Um, you know, people ate and drank, so the mask did come off quite a bit. But what's very interesting, because uh, you didn't know how it was going to go, right? And it was very interesting as we all walked yeah. into our table um, and, you know, met who was at your table, introduced yourself. <laughs> it was, it became a part of the, hello, my name is Kelly. I'm vaccinated. It was really interesting. Like everybody yeah. was doing that to each other. <laughs> it, it was just part of your name, yeah. kind of, you know, and... Um, right. The first person that did right. it to me, I'm like, that's a good idea. So I did it with the next person that I, you know, um, shook hands with. And, um, you know, then sanitized our hands and sat down. And we knew we all, yeah. at our table at least, were vaccinated, you know. So very interesting sign yeah. of the times. Um, but people stayed. And, you know, I, I was thinking in advance, are people going to cancel? Are they going to, you know, is the room going to be half full? Nope. It was, I didn't see an empty seat, honestly. Um so, right. Right. you know, we can do this. We can, we can live with COVID-19. Uh, we can live with the panic. We have to manage it ourselves and take control. And so um, they did. Anyway, yeah. all right, that's it. We've got a big show today. We have some returning right. guests and, and talking about education yeah. and a school is gearing back up. Yes. And I'm excited. We have a lot to talk about. So yes. um, shall we? Who are our guests today? Yes, there's a plural on that, right? Guests, plural. Yeah. Uh, we will be talking with Fusion Academy, again, a returning 
um, guest business and their representatives today. First, we have Voskan Mekaterian. I hope I said that right, Voskan. Um, he has spent the past 10 years working in education committed not only to helping students grow academically, but to grow as human beings as well. He has worked as a teacher, an academic advisor, and an administrator at the high school and post-secondary levels, as well as in adult education. He started his career at Fusion Huntington Beach in 2012 as a recording arts and humanities teacher. He transitioned to master teacher in 2014 to help open the Miracle Mile campus and served as assistant director there until 2017. Currently, as head of school at South Bay, Moscan is committed to leading an amazing team of dedicated teachers and administrators to excellence as they serve our students and their families. He enjoys making music, not just listening, but making music, reading about religion and physics, cooking, and of course, subsequently eating. He most enjoys helping others and laughing with them. Love that. Uh, joining him today and us is Danila Koverman, Director of Admissions and Outreach. Before Danila became the Director of Admissions and Outreach, she was one of Fusion Academy's Spanish teachers and the World Language Department head. She earned her Bachelor of Arts in Political Sciences at UCLA and her Certificate in Spanish Interpretation and Translation at UCLA Extension. Danila learned Spanish while growing up in Argentina <laughs> and has been bilingual most of her life. Before joining Fusion Academy, Danila was immersed in broadcast and digital media in L.A. where she often used her Spanish fluency. Danila's media experience includes local news reporting and producing, launching e-entertainment television and creating digital content for HBO. Danila and her husband, Mike, raised their two children in Hermosa Beach and their son, Ryan, as a 2013 graduate of Fusion Academy. Having seen the life-changing impact Fusion had on her son, Danila was excited to start working at Fusion to help students succeed academically, emotionally, and socially, as well as serve the South Bay community. During her free time, Danila, I don't know how she has any free time with all that, but during her free time, Danila <laughs> enjoys listening to podcasts, swimming, and practicing yoga, and I'm going to add, and she lends her time and expertise and brilliant mind to the inclusion committee also at the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. So, Danila and Voskan, welcome to the show. It's so lovely to have you back. Well, thank you for having us. You for joining us, and thank you for for bringing the subject of uh, education back into our uh, uh, community because this is something that's so critical. I, I just, uh, as head of school, uh, Vascon, I, I I need some perspective on the impact of 2020. I mean, a year. I mean, I just heard yesterday the the um governor of uh florida whom i do not have many opinions in common talk about the impact on children of masks the the psychological impact the the uh you know the um sort of connection with others impact of having masks being worn all the time. I mean, I believe masks are necessary. He doesn't, but that's another subject. Voskan, what has this 18 months been like for education in America? Wow, Joe, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I think the context... That's why, that's why I asked the head of school. That's why I asked the head of school. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the context... I, I think the context is really different in every situation. Um, uh, for us, uh, I'm going to focus here on uh, some of the positives and some of the celebrations from the last 18 months. I think we were in a unique position uh, because of the model of our school, because our focus is on one-on-one -on -one education. So um, our, our model works because uh, our teachers take time to connect to our students get to know them on an individual basis, understand their unique needs, 
and their strengths and really leverage those opportunities for our students to thrive. And um, unfortunately, all schools don't have those opportunities. So for us to switch over to a virtual platform um, was, was a lot easier and uh, it allowed us to really focus on thriving rather than just surviving for the last 18 months, which I think a lot of people had to do. A lot of educational institutions had to focus on surviving. And, you know, I can't celebrate our community enough. And by community, I, I mean our students, our teachers, and our families um, for the progress they made last year. I mean, uh, our students created the same amazing things that they were creating prior years. Um, outside of just learning mm -hmm. the standard curriculum, we're, we're a very project-focused school. We had students creating amazing cooking videos and, and songs and creating video games and soundtracks for those video games and presenting their projects virtually to the rest of the school. Um, you know, our teachers were focused on innovation last year, which is you know, a, an amazing mm -hmm. thing to focus on when the world's going through a pandemic. Um, and they had to do that to create those unique opportunities for our students to thrive last year. And I can't say thank you enough to our families for, for working with us and for focusing on, for focusing on all the positive things. Um, yes, we have to make, uh, wear masks, and yes, masks uh, can feel inconvenient at times, but I found that, uh, especially when we came back to campus, our students were so happy to be back, our staff were so happy to be back that that wasn't even that wasn't even a variable to consider, to be honest. I hope that answers your question. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. That 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 paints such a, a positive, but uh, uh, sort of a, a, a picture of difference between what uh, you know Academy Fusion Academy does and what normal schools do. So so Daniela, this is a perfect opportunity. How are Fusion Academy schools different? Well, that's that's a great question and a, and a follow up to what Boscan you know described. Our our learning environment, the one to one ratio of one student, one teacher per classroom, is really the um, the, the main benefit, and it's so relationship based. You can't help but get to know the student um, and how they learn, which then in turn helps them manage how they want to learn and rediscover the joy of learning and bring about, you know, confidence that may not have been there in a big classroom situation. And so that one-on-one -on -one learning environment is where it, it, where it begins and that allows us to have unique, flexible schedules and curriculums for each student. So we address them uniquely so that they can flourish at their own pace and Another celebration from last year is that there are some students who were able to accelerate, you know, with the support of the family and the team that Boston puts together for each and every student in the South Bay. And that was a wonderful thing um, to see for them to really embrace that opportunity given the limited activities available last year. Um, so the flexible scheduling is something that really works with how a student is best during certain day parts or it needs to be because of other outside activities, be it sports or work or other things that are part of their life outside of school. And the homework cafe, I think mm -hmm. we have to mention that, how that is a big part of how students spend their day on campus, whether it's virtual because that was a big part of last year, but their schedules are constructed so that in between classes they are in a homework cafe where they have teacher support to ensure completion of their homework, which then of course leads to mastery of the content. So nothing goes home. And I'll just personally say, you know, for my Ryan 11 years ago, that was critical mm. to know that the homework was done mm. as part of the school day and not coming home really gives a lot of relief to family life, but also so the child, so the student can have time for themselves to explore other things that teenagers and young kids need to need to explore. And with all that, I think right. um, another unique thing about Fusion is in the afternoon, and particularly here in the South Bay, um, we have custom tutoring services that really ex 
expanded during the last year so that we can support the community at large. We do serve a lot of full-time and part-time students, but the tutoring is something that we were able to provide for those that needed some extra support after their day of classes at, uh, you know, Miracosta or Redondo or even another, you know, private school. All those ordinary we schools. Yeah, all those ordinary schools. Yeah. So we were happy so, we were able um, to Daniela, provide that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I want to uh, just clarify that for people that are listening. Um, so in order to uh, to be able to take care, um, take advantage of the after-school tutoring or any tutoring for that matter, you do not have to be uh, an enrolled full-time student at Fusion, correct? N not at all. And, and, and Voskan can probably explain how that really expanded last summer um, just because it was challenging for families and students to really understand how how successful the year was. It just was a year of, exper uh, you know, experimentation and also transition. And it has continued throughout the year, and we're very um, capable of even preparing students to start their fall, but being there to have that extra support for our community. And so the answer is no, you do not have to be a full-time enrolled student to get the benefit of the custom tutoring in the afternoon. That's fantastic. Okay. Mm. I, I can add to that a little that bit. Is, I, I, I think we've always yes, had a strong, uh, I think we've always had a strong presence in, that, uh, in the tutoring space. Uh, I think tutoring evolved last year, and what students needed was different last year. So we did serve a different type of student as well. Uh, last year, uh, students that needed tutoring uh, needed uh, social-emotional support as well. And uh, our teachers provide our tutoring services. We don't differentiate between teaching and tutoring. So when we have a student in the classroom in front of us, we really focus on a tutoring student the same way we would focus on a, on a full-time student. We don't have control over the curriculum that they have to be prepared for in tutoring, so we have to follow, of course, the curriculum of the, of the, the school the student is, is coming from. But, um, you know, what students need a lot, a lot, needed a lot last year was just to connect, just to connect, and connecting to an adult and having to process some of the challenges last year. I don't want to give the impression that it was a it was an easy year last year for us. It was absolutely one of the most difficult years professionally and personally, and I think a lot of people would agree to that. But we really kept, we really kept our community close, and we had an opportunity to really connect and process a lot of that last year. And I think we provided that to our mm -hmm. tutoring students as well. So I'm really, proud. I'm really proud of us for that. Right. Yeah, that's a good right. point too. You wow. said, Voskam, the, um, the teachers are the tutors, so they are they are very intimate with all the curriculum, and I think that helps that service. Right. Wow. You know, you know, I would like okay. um, Voskam. You said you know, it wasn't easy for any of us, and I agree. You know, it, uh, I like how you say you know you guys were thriving, not just surviving, and. If anybody, um, if anybody says last year, the last 18 months, by the way, not just last year, were easy, I'd like to talk to them. Um, I want to, I want to know their secret sauce if they found the last 18 months to be easy. That would be um, a good conversation. Um, I have a question mm -hmm. for you guys. I'm not sure which one of you wants to take this, but how, you know, talk to us about staffing. How do you find these exceptional teachers? Um, you know, maybe affected your staffing? Do you have, um, you know, are you in a shortage like other industries? Are more people coming to you to be a part of this? But, you know, how do you find these exceptional teachers um, for individualized education? Those are great questions, um, Kelly. Uh, we find teachers in, in a multitude of ways. Uh, referral sources are a good way to find teachers. Um, I. Uh, we have families that talk about the transformations that happen for their for their kids at our school, that are, and a lot of times people are attracted uh, to to that kind of work, uh, and we'll get some really good referral sources from both parents and from other teachers, uh, and we use traditional means also to look for our teachers. Uh, what we're looking for, we talk a lot about we talk a lot about our culture when we're 
meeting with a potential candidate. And uh, we look for people that are going to be motivated by uh, connecting with students intimately and creating those types of transformations. So um, we're a non-traditional school, and uh, we really embrace that, and we're looking for people that are going to be motivated by that. So uh, we do have teachers that have worked in traditional schools. Um, a lot of our teachers have you know, experience, and uh, usually the type of experience you can find in this world is traditional. So, but it takes a certain kind of mindset. It takes a certain kind of personality uh, where you can walk into a classroom and really win a student over immediately because that's really how the magic happens um, on our campus. Uh, and uh, it has been a challenging year this year. I think uh, COVID, you know, disrupted a lot of people's lives. Uh, people have made you know, life-changing decisions this last year to move, to move out of state, to move to different cities. Um, so that has affected our staffing, and uh, it is more difficult to find people uh, to commit right now because there is, as you said, Kelly, so much uncertainty still. Um, interesting that, yeah, I, I, I find that a problem in every single sector of business. Um, so, you know, I hadn't really asked the question of in the education, um, you know, realm, but you're not alone. And, I, you know, I also am curious, have you had maybe teachers who were in the traditional role or, or you know, format who are deciding, you know, I think I want to go into something a little bit more personalized now and be out of a classroom of, let's just say, whatever, 30 or 40 children and maybe they're coming to you mm -hmm. to say, you know, I'm ready to make a shift into your model of teaching. That's a really good question, too. That seems to always be the case for us uh, this year, more so than ever, I would say, yes. I mm -hmm. would say you know, uh, educators had probably the toughest year ever last year. So it's uh, making uh, people uh, question, uh, question what they really want and so, right. Yes. Yeah. 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 We're all looking inward, right? We're all uh, adapting. Interesting. Well, um, how are your? Wh wh first of all, when does Fusion Academy start the fall semester, and how is enrollment? Is your enrollment um, seeing a spike also? Uh, so the start of the school year for us is the 23rd of August. Uh, that is when. That is what we call the start of our fall semester. But we're a unique model in that way also because we're open enrollment. So we see mm -hmm. students come throughout the year. Um, this has definitely affected some trends um, as far as enrollment. What we're expecting to see next year and what we saw last year was um, an uptake in rolling enrollment so that we have students consistently enrolling with us throughout the year. So students that are um, trying, trying uh, the traditional approach, um, again, hoping that, you know, they'll be receiving the support that they want or um, just not really making decisions at the beginning of the year. So that's changed a little bit, Kelly. That was a really good, a really good question. I think families, uh, a lot of families I'm talking to right now, that uncertainty is not um, – is preventing them from making uh, a decision for the entire year. Yeah, mm. interesting. So maybe they're going to go, you know, try the public route or whatever they were in before, and you guys graciously take them in at whatever point they want to make a transition, which is, which is nice too. Um, we are grateful okay. for people <laughs> in schools um, like Fusion Academy. <laughs> Thank you. I, for... I, 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 I really want to return just to a question about the the explosive nature of this kind of teaching. We're talking about sixty campuses, sixty plus campuses around the nation, called Fusion Academies. Tell us a little bit about the corporate structure and about how they're all related. Uh, absolutely, I'd love to. So I started working 
at Fusion in 2012, so almost coming on to 10 years. And I started as a teacher. I started at the Huntington Beach campus, and I believe there were only six campuses at the time. So um, I'm proud to have been part of all of this. And um, I've met so many colleagues across the country now in the last 10 years, and uh, no matter how much we grow, it just seems like um, it, it it feels to me like 2012 still. Um, it's amazing mm. to see new campuses open and look up to veteran campuses and try to recreate the culture on their own campus because that's why, again, I, I, I'm going to keep coming back to this. That's why our program works. It's really about culture. It's really about community. It's really about family. And if, if a new campus can create if they can recreate that feeling that a student gets, that a staff member receives, that a family gets when they walk onto a Fusion campus, that campus is mm -hmm. going to be a successful campus. Because um, I think it's pretty obvious that one-to-one -one education is an amazing model. Um, you know, students are individuals. Individuals are unique. They have unique strengths. They have unique needs, and if there's a school that can address all of that, if they have the opportunity to, uh, their students are going to drive wildly. So um, it really more is about that cultural piece, uh, that wanting that wanting to create that feeling, that unique experience for everyone that I think is what allows right. us to keep growing in every single community. Right. It's kind of scary how fast you're growing. I mean, uh, this is going to become a, a, a cultural phenomenon um, that will be unmatched. I mean, it's it's true. One-on-one -on -one teaching is the original model, the original model of education. I mean, what, Plato and, and Aristotle. <laughs> I mean, it is the original model. So uh, there is no other model that can possibly compete with that. So let's start with that. I mean, when you look at the future, if there's greater than 60 campuses, are we talking about five, ten years from now seeing 600 Fusion Academy campuses around the country? Um, I like thinking that. Sure. <laughs> You know, we can share some more like, immediate future. I mean, there it's so wonderful to be with this company that um, is able to keep pace with the demand. And certainly in this last year, there's been, you know, a handful of um, campuses opening and responding to a need. And it's very gratifying to be the solution for, you know, so many students who just need a personalized education experience, whatever the whatever the reason is. So. Um, I think in the last year, a, a, a campus opened in Massachusetts, and as you know, Kelly knows, I've been involved with the opening of the Palos Verdes campus, and on the books for this year, if not this quarter, um, uh, there's a, a Santa Barbara campus, a Nashville campus, and a San Antonio campus in the works, and it's just wonderful to see that that can happen um, during a couple of years, you know, that we've had. But in terms of where we'll be in five, ten years, let's just hope, you know, in more states and in more communities that see this as a alternative education model for their children. Mm hmm. Understood. Understood. Okay. Well, what else can we what else can we ask, Kelly? I mean, uh, we like it. We wish our children went there. <laughs> I really, well, okay, that's that's a good question. So, um, Danila, talk about you know um, uh, financial aid or capability. If a if a family decides their child needs to be moved out of you know mainstream public education and really needs individualized uh, choice, is there and may, maybe they can't afford. You know, who knows? What, whatever's happening with our you know, financial situation. Is there um, financial assistance at a fusion or any way for more people to have access um, to this type of program? 
You know, that's also a very good and big question. You know, at at this time, that's not something that, you know, Fusion Academy, um, you know, provides. I do think we make a big effort to talk through scenarios that would be possible for families, which is why we're happy the after-school custom tutoring plans um, can be of some support. It really is um, more of the heads of schools role to help figure out the best solution for the certain academic or, you know, maybe even social uh, need the student has to help them flourish as a student. But, um, you know, it's, it's case by case. And, you know, I have to give credit to each one of our heads of schools who tries to work something out on an individual basis. Um, mm-hmm. And we should mention the social part, too, because sometimes that's a big component that is a, an obstacle or a block in a student's academic success with the schools being so big and a lot of things happen on a you know large campus. Um, we do make an effort to have social activities, you know, that are similar to what students can get involved with at a traditional school because um, we want them to be engaged in their interests via clubs. Um, we have student meetings. We have field trips, you know, as you know, and those field trips sometimes are right in our, our, our backyard so that they can mm-hmm. um, appreciate history, appreciate, you know, the environment, you know, uh, keeping it clean. And we um, have fun nights and we have prom and Halloween carnivals and talent shows. So all that's part of um, our school experience and keeps the students, you know, engaged, you know, socially that may have been probably a challenge at their prior school or just in how they are able to, you know, communicate and socialize in a big group. So that's as important to us as, of course, academic um, confidence and success. And I appreciate that. I think that's um, needed now more than ever, obviously, not just, I think, with the pandemic, but all the pressures and, um, you know, things that exist in the social media world and accessibility to messaging and um, all those uh, social pressures are just more of a problem now than ever. And, you know, we also talk about you know, drug use and alcohol abuse and, you know, not just in maybe a student, but a family. And there's, there's so, gosh, it's not easy, you know, to be a kid these days. Right. And um, uh, I think to, no. to create, yeah, to mm-hmm. create that atmosphere on each campus where you're doing those social activities or you're offering them at least, um, I would imagine there's a lot of students who, feel much more comfortable partaking um, in a Fusion Academy atmosphere versus a large school that has anywhere from, you know, 1,000 to sometimes three, 4,000, you know, uh, students on the campus too. So that's what I love about Fusion is it truly is customized um, for, you know, the child. And I've always really respected families and parents who have um, looked at each child in the family and their educational needs and if to the extent that they can um, sought out the best educational program for them, whether it was public, whether it was a different public school than the one maybe in their backyard. Um, maybe it's private. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, you know, customized education like Fusion. Whatever it is, it's so – if we can give, you know, a child – any advantage um, by helping them zero in on their needs or what they thrive on. Um, I, it's so important. And I just want people to know that there's options, right? I mean, Fusion, hey, you know, how often do you guys hear, oh, my gosh, I've never didn't know Fusion existed. I mean, you know, we can, we can say it to, you know, we're blue in the face and, you know, do all sorts of marketing, which you're wonderful at, Danila. Um, but how often do you have somebody come in and go, I never knew you guys existed? Often. I'd say surprisingly, yeah, yeah, more, more than you would think. But um, I think it's, yeah, what, what people are, you know, intersecting with or exposed to and sometimes uh, they're not necessarily – for years looking for an alternative until until they are and they begin doing the research and that has happened a lot in the last year a lot of a lot of calls and a lot of inquiries just to 
learn about the options and how it can play a part in their child's academic journey, be it part-time or tutoring or, or for the summer. You know, sometimes the summer is a great opportunity to sample us or certainly in this community, um, you know, take a full course that is uh, for high school credits or for college applications to kind of, you know, expedite that level. And um, so we actually see on a recurring basis some of the uh, Manhattan Beach and Hermosa Beach families that know our summer program, which offers all of the same courses um, in, a, in a more concentrated way. Similar to the other high schools that offer summer school programs, we just have the model, the one-on-one -on -one that helps the student get through it in a concentrated format. Right. And um, wow. are you guys wow. just um, high school age, uh, just um, you know, 9 through 12, or do you dip down into the middle school uh, level yet? Our, our full-time program, um, our full-time program has sixth through twelfth grade. We're we're usually we usually have uh, more high school students than we do middle school students, but um, it depends from year to year. Last year we supported a lot of middle school students more than we've ever supported before. Right. Uh, and then with tutoring, right. um, with tutoring we can support all types of students, all ages. Yeah, that's now. Do do you have plans? Um, you know, or is there mm -hmm. talks in the future of um, going down to third grade or kindergarten or anything? You know, um, going uh, below the sixth grade level? Um, not really. The, the the super dreamers. Yes, I mean we we sit there and we <laughs> think about. <laughs> <laughs> I love that super super dreamer. Super dreamer. <laughs> not a just a dreamer. A super. Apparently, Vostian is a super dreamer. I love that. <laughs> uh, there's not okay. just dreams. There's super dreams. <laughs> um, okay, let's um, let's go the other direction. Instead of going down towards kindergarten, what happens after 12th grade after they graduate? What kind of college, you know, assistance, college tutoring, or you know, getting into college, career counseling? Uh, what kind of programs does Fusion offer uh, for the student who is approaching um, college? Uh, I'd love to answer that question uh, because our post-secondary support has just become more and more sophisticated uh, every single year. Um, we we offer well we offer we offer a lot of services and um, our interventions start really early as soon as somebody enrolls. So uh, that might be in eighth grade, that might be in ninth grade, and it all starts in the classroom with conversations around the future and how all the work that they're doing in the moment connects with the next step. Um, but we also have formal systems uh, for post-secondary support. So we have a course called uh, Life Skills, and that's something that is a graduation requirement. So every student who's going to graduate from Fusion will take a Life Skills course, which has a college or post high school transition unit built into the class. But what we did this last year is we created a whole class that students can take as one of their life skills semesters called College Exploratory. And that's a class that we're recommending ninth graders and 10th graders to even take. Um, and that really starts the focus discussion on um, uh, uh, what, are your, what are your current interests? What are your current strengths? What are you thinking about when you think about volunteering or impacting the community before you go to college? Um, let's look at potential colleges. Let's look at potential majors. Uh, once a student's in 11th grade, we already connect the family with a post-secondary counselor, a fusion post-secondary counselor, and then at that point, everything is individualized. So some students need uh, support from the beginning to the end, and some students have already done a lot of that. You know, some, for some families, their fusion student is maybe their third kid, and, you know, their other kids have already gone off to college, so some parents are experts at that. So they might just need help with essay writing, or they might need help with the applications. Um, that part, part of it is as individualized as everything else that we do. And, you know, we find that, we find that uh, students that have come to fusion and you know, that have had to manage an individualized schedule and an individualized workload and have had, had to talk to adults and be, you know, major participants in their 
academics, they do really well when they go to universities. Even though universities are not one-to-one, -one, those are the real skills. That level of confidence, that level of autonomy and agency is what allows them to be successful once they go into um, whatever they choose to do. Yeah, no, that's a really okay. uh, big, mm -hmm. good point because the students in their one-to-one -one environment just have regained, restored a lot of, you know, confidence and they self-advocate and they're um, good at collaborating and negotiating. And I think they have a little bit of an advantage where they may not have had the opportunity to do that in a big classroom. So they're pretty uh, proactive in terms of understanding the kind of college they want to go to and the post-secondary support team that we have as well as the courses we've designed to help the students begin to think about that early on. There's even a course at the end or toward your third or fourth year, Road Trip Nation, that allows them to even explore, you know, potential careers and, you know, visit um, professionals, you know, on the job to help solidify their interests and further understand what field of study, you know, best uh, suits them. So we want to make sure that they understand that those options, that post-secondary path is there for them to, to, to take hold of and control and um, be empowered with designing and making decisions about their future. Now, did, you, did I hear you correctly, Janila? Did you call that Road Trip Nation? Yes. Um, I love that. Which, <laughs> That's the na name of the class. Yeah. And, and I think it's really the junior uh, you can take that, right, boss? Sorry, Danila, I didn't hear you. The students can take a course like that as early as their junior year. They don't have to wait for their senior year should they have an interest in exploring. Yeah, students can take Road Trip Nation as soon as they get into, into high school. Um, oh, there you go. Okay, it's, good. it's really a career exploration course, so it's, it's better taken earlier so that they have, you know, students change from ninth grade to 12th grade, so um, it really gives them time to really process and try different outfits on and see, see, um, see what resonates with them. Right. See, create that spark when somebody has no idea which direction they want to go. Um, and uh, it's, not a, it's not a physical road trip. Uh, they don't get to go a road trip across the nation, right? <laughs> um, they are taking a, a, a virtual, so to speak, um, a road trip and looking at different options um, after they graduate from high school, which I think is really interesting. Um, I love that. I want to know more about the life skills class, too. What do you guys teach them in that? Because um, that's so important. You know, some I, I see students who come, they, maybe they want, not necessarily from Fusion, but I'm just saying in general, you know, they want an internship at the Chamber of Commerce or they want to work, you know, at a business in downtown Manhattan Beach or something. And, and they, they have no skills or they have no idea where to start. So what does life, the life skills class teach them? Well, I'd love to um, share start sharing what that's all about having having taught it it and it really is so important now more than ever and so glad that it's a requirement for all of our graduating seniors but the units include um and in no particular order but it seems like you know goal setting to really kind of address um long-term short-term goals to uh understand you know your interests and to achieve them uh, assorted uh, levels of communication um your, pers your professional self, be it the resume and versions thereof that you need for college apps and beyond, uh, you know, cover letters, budgeting. Independent living is a big unit, if not the most fun unit, as students begin to imagine living on their own, uh, whether they're um, in college or whether they're aiming to work right after uh, high school graduation, and we take them through every step and on little field trips so they go shopping and discover that chicken is more expensive than bread and how to maybe, you know, eat on a budget and understand what all the variety of bills sum up to and kind of plan on what kind of job you need, career you need to support yourself if you want to live in a certain place with certain, you know, amenities. Um, and I think um, we end with a, 
you know, reflective uh, portfolio presentation of some of the learning objectives they've gained while at Fusion, but then also what they hope their future will be. And that's something that's shared with the um, student body. They are encouraged to present not only to their peers, but their families and teachers. And it really is a wonderful year of exploration and learning. Other things are very experiential, too. I shouldn't forget that we learn how to uh, pay a parking ticket and do laundry, all of which are within two blocks of our campus in Hermosa Beach. So it's very convenient for them to have some experiential things. You go to college, you get parking tickets. Here's where you pay at City Hall. So um, we walk down there and help them understand um, how, how to just, you know, really function. And I think even opening up a, a bank account and how to understand beyond budgeting where and how those deposits are made or not that we do it often, but learning how to write a check and um, making sure you register to vote and exercise your right to vote. And there is a little bit of a volunteer requirement in that year so that they understand the importance of, you know, civic duty and, you know, volunteering in um, with an organization for a certain amount of hours. And, and that unit actually has led us to really be intentional about community service in this upcoming year. We're really happy that we've been able to expand that civic-mindedness within our life skills course to have a plan now where they can really volunteer and be of service to the community. And we're happy that we're doing it in partnership with the Friendship Foundation. So um, wow. hopefully, yeah. that, hopefully that makes for a really well-rounded um, you know, student and their experience at Fusion. Well, Danilo, that's that's fantastic. I think that class should be taught in every single school, not just fusion academies, all across the nation. That's that's amazing, and those are you know skills that I think we you know we would hope that parents teach um, their families and the kids. But we all know that doesn't you know always happen, or maybe the kid doesn't listen to the parent as much as they do <laughs> in classroom. I I can tell you, I didn't have a life skills class like that in high school or college, and. Um, I you know had to figure out a lot of things on my own. So, um, gosh, you know, why wouldn't a student go to Fusion Academy? <laughs> That's a million dollar question, right? right. <laughs> I don't no expect reason. an answer from Boscon or Danila. Why would a student not go to Fusion Academy? No, que- no answers here. No answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless they want to go to yeah with thousands of other kids. Okay, we have. Three minutes left. This happens every Friday. We find ourselves, you know, out of time. Um, Joe, we need stuff. We need contact information. Vaskan, what's the best contact information for you and Danila and the school? Uh, that would be that would be our campus number. It's three one zero three seven six five one three nine. Three one zero three seven six five one three nine. Excellent. And Excellent. everyone should and visit the website. Uh, yes. Go. FusionAcademy.com. There you go. Yes. Is there a more specific yes. website, Danila? Yes. No, that's that's it, and that'll certainly prompt you how to get to the specific campuses in the area. So. Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, most of Beach zip codes will get you right to the South Bay team. Danila, what parting, you know, parting words, Mm -hmm. parting advice, Mm -hmm. that one one or two sentences that you want everybody to know, um, what would that be? To really research academic options for your child. I think you even kind of mentioned it, you know, um, it's great for parents to understand that each child is different and may need a different learning environment for them to succeed. I had to learn that, and I was really grateful that I found the best option for my son who just needed something different than my daughter. And that fusion Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be the full-time experience. It can be part-time and and or tutoring. Right. Yeah, right. There's options. Right. Yep. Right. 
Okay, well, Joe. it seems like the future is bright. The future is bright for education in the South Bay. Uh, we have two campuses, one in Hermosa Beach, one in Palos Verdes so far. Pretty soon there will be a fusion academy on every corner like there are McDonald's. <laughs> on every corner and uh we're excited <laughs> we're excited <laughs> to talk with you both Boscan uh and Danila Koverman thank you for joining us today thank you so much for having thank us you. this was great thank you thank you thank you it was wonderful wonderful and of course thank you Kelly we'll see you next week you got it have a great weekend everybody bye-bye bye-bye Bye-bye. Bye.